thank you for joining us at Luminous Church. And this morning, we hope that you see Jesus clearly. We have begun a series starting today. Hashtag good news. Tell your neighbor, hashtag good news. Hashtag good news. Man, good news, good news. Man, I love good news. I love social media. I love that we get to express ourselves through social media. We get to express ourselves. I mean, some of you already checked in this morning that you were like, man, I'm at Luminous Church. I want everybody to know. And your friends actually liked it. I love that. I love on Instagram when you post a picture of your family hunting Easter eggs today, then you're going you're gonna to be able to hashtag good news and people are going to like it. And there will be a heart that pops up on your Instagram says, I love it. I'm thankful that social media hasn't bought into what so much society has bought into. I'm thankful that there's not dislike buttons. I'm thankful that there's not broken heart buttons. But isn't it true that today in our society, today in culture, there's bad news everywhere? There's bad news everywhere. It, it's, um, it's war, it's politics, it's who broke up with who, who, who's the recent affair, what's the recent adultery. I love, I mean, any, uh, media any recognizes it by creating a show called Scandal. I mean, if you don't want to, I mean, Scandal in itself, man, is, it's just, it's the juicy gossip to get your attention. The juicy gossip to get your attention. Some of y'all are talking right now, I love that show. I love it, it's my favorite. You know, Gossip Magazines, it's a $3 billion industry. $3 billion on, on, on the latest gossip, the latest stuff that has happened. But everyone loves to hear good news, don't they? They love to hear good news. They love, they love when it's first Friday. They love when there's no traffic on 1604. They love that. You love it. We love good news. We love good news, and we want to see more good news. But what we have found in Christianity oftentimes has gotten a bad rap. It's oftentimes been the victim of bad news associated with Christianity and this good news. It's been associated with rules and religion and doing what's right. It's associated with so many things. There have been churches and people groups against each other has been talking bad about each other. And I just, I thought it was so appropriate that today would be a day for us as Luminous Church to start a series on good news. I think it would be so appropriate that we do that. And there's no better news than found in the book of Luke. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Luke chapter 2. If you have an iPhone because it's hard to read Bibles in this theater, then you can go to the App Store and download our Luminous Church app where we have notes for you this morning. If you have the Version Bible app, you can search live event and you can find Luminous Church right there. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10, in announcing Jesus' birth to a group of shepherds, this is what the angel said. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Point one, good news for all people. All people. 
It's, it's, it's good news because there's a baby being born. Be, a baby being born in itself is good news. We have the elementary students in with us this morning. They're not usually in here this morning, but I'm so thankful that they are. I'm so thankful that my, my nephew Elijah is in here, and he turned 10 yesterday. 10, that's awesome. And, man, that's so great because that means I'm a decade older. That's scary. That would be bad news. So what's the good news? Well, I'll tell you the good news. The good news is I remember he was the first grandchild. He was the first grandchild on both sets of the family, and he was also my first nephew. And everybody was anticipating his birth. Everybody was excited about it. We, we met in the hospital, and we were rallied around there, and just like the first child being born, it was a party. I mean, there was like 40 people up in there just waiting for this kid to be born, and that was really good for me, and if you're a father or a mother, an aunt or an uncle or an older brother, an older sister, you know what it's like when a baby is born. Man, it's good news, but here we have Jesus the birth of a baby, that's exciting in itself. But not just the birth of a baby for Mary and Joseph, but a birth of a baby for all people. Everybody say all. This is good news. This is good news. And it's, it's really why you were invited this morning. If somebody handed you an invitation card, uh, maybe an H-E-B or somewhere else and said, hey, I want you to come Easter Sunday to Luminous Church because there's good news and it's for you. Everybody say, it's for me. It's for me. Good news is for you and it's for me. It's for all people. And so this baby didn't stay a baby. He grew up to be a man. And as a man, he was going and he was telling it to all the people. He was telling it to all the people in Luke chapter 4. Verse 42 through 43. And when it was day, he departed and went to a desolate place. And the people sought him and came to him and would have kept him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns as well. For I was sent for this purpose. He was sent to proclaim and preach the good news for all people. It wasn't just to stay in Bethlehem. It wasn't just to stay in one region. It was for all people. And so I must go tell people about this good news. I must do this. And, and right now in social media, everything is loud. The, the decibel level is really, really high. It's higher than this mic and what I'm talking, believe it or not. It is high, man. I mean, the decibel level is so high. In fact, it's amazing when you go through your Facebook feed, it's like, okay, okay, um, death and destruction. Uh, baby being born, awesome. Okay, now total annihilation, right? It's, it's like every good news is capped by bad news. And in a moment of five seconds, you can be in both worlds. It's crazy what's competing for your time. It's crazy what's competing for this. And so with good news for all people, Jesus had to go tell all people. And it's why we're here today. It's why we're here today, that the decibel level would be a little higher than your social media feed. That it would be a little higher than your circumstance and where you are right now. And I know that some of you, Easter is so fun for me. It's so exciting for me. But like my friend who lost one of his best friends on Friday, it's not as exciting as it, as it is for me. 
And so I realize in life circumstances and things that are happening and in so many difficulties, we find this. We find this, church. We find that, man, it is really hard to stay focused. It's really hard to stay loud and keep the decibel levels really loud. And, and we know this over and over and over again. Bless you. So what is this good news? What is the good news? What is it that he was preaching and proclaiming? What is it? It was this, that, that God came into the world through him, Jesus. That he, he offered hope, he offered life, he offered so many things. It was amazing that, that for thousands of years, mankind was trying to get to God. They were trying to earn their way by duty and sacrifice. They were trying to earn their way. But for the first time, we see that good news was God was coming to man. And I'm coming down to you. And I'm going to reach down to offer this hope firsthand. A firsthand delivery. Now that's good news. And eternal life was available for all who believed, all who repented and said, Jesus, you are king, you are Lord, forgive me of my sins. Eternal life. And it wasn't simply just for eternal life. But good news was for an adoption. You see, it was, it was not just eternal life. Someday, Jesus, I will be with you. But it was for now. It was like, Jesus, I'm hurting now. This is when I need you. This is when I want you to come in my circumstance. This is when I need good news. And Jesus made that possible by coming to earth to walk with you and be with you. It was so much good news. And as he was traveling, telling everybody about this good news, there was a breaking news report. And I don't know if anybody watches CNN or BBC or anything like that, but there's breaking news all the time now. It's like, it's like the catchy thing. Used to, it was only like when hurricanes came and, you know, devastation. But breaking news. Bad news broke on a Friday, you see. Jesus, this man who was telling everybody about the good news, this man who is the son of God saying, man, there's hope. There's, there's so much life. There's so many things for you. There's so many things. The breaking news hit, and it said this, betrayal of a friend. Betrayal of a friend. See, Jesus was betrayed and given over to be crucified. And as we read Luke, Luke writes the account like this in Luke chapter 33. On that Friday, Jesus was given over to the Roman soldiers and the Roman officials. And he was put upon a cross and crucified with two other men in verse 32. Two others who were criminals who were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Verse 34, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. Verse 35, and the people stood by watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, he saved others. Let him save himself. If he is the Christ of God, 
his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him coming up and offering him sour wine, verse 37, and saying, if you are king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. Verse 39, one of the criminals who were hanged railed at him saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. This man who claimed that all around the land, all around towns, that I'm going to save the world. I'm going to save the world. And people put hope in that, trust in that, faith in that. And here he is on the cross. And if a man can't save himself, how is he going to save the world? How can you do for something? How can you do something for someone else if you can't do it for yourself? How can you do that? And we have this account. One of the criminals who were hanged wrote at him saying this. But the other rebuked him saying, do not fear God. Since you are under the same sentence of condemnation. And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, truly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. And even on the cross and even in his last breaths, Jesus was still preaching the good news. He was still saying, there's hope. There is hope. It was now about the sixth hour and there was darkness all over the world, all over the whole land until the ninth hour. While the sun's light fell and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus calling out with a loud voice saying, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God saying, certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds that had assembled for this spectacle, when they saw what had taken place, returned home, beating their breasts. And all of this, his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. The one who came and said, I'm going to have good news, have hope, have life, have everything that you need. In me, there's truth. In me, the kingdom of God is coming. In me, there's so many things happening. But on that day, on that day, he died. And this news became old news. And this news was dead. Luke 24, after they buried Jesus, it recounts the women walking up to the grave. Verse 24, but on the first day of the week at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee. Verse 7, that the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day. Rise. And they remembered his words. 
And returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 disciples and to all the rest. Now it was Mary and Jonah and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them as an idle tale. They did not believe him. They did not believe these women. These women saw this immediately, ran to everyone. They said, there's a new headline. The new headline is that he's not here, that he's not dead. There's a new headline. Church, there's a new headline for us today, that he's not dead, that he's alive, that he's living. But I think oftentimes when we hear good news, we hear the saying, that's too good to be true. Too good to be true. Is it, is it really true? Is it, is it really true? Is it true for me? Is it true for me in this situation? Is that a true statement? I think for us, it's oftentimes there's huge obstacles. It would be really hard for us to believe this. Our sins are too great. The chasm is too far. There's too much of a gap. There's too many things that separate us. But in verse 12, we see Peter. Peter hears the good news. And although it felt like an idle tale, there's something that rose up in him and he says, I have to see if this is true or not. And I think for you in this place and in this room, this Easter Sunday, if you're at a place where, man, you're excited and you love Jesus and you came here and you know this is true, you know it's good, you know it's for you, and you're living your life and raising your family in such ways that it's true, that's amazing. But I think some of you may be in this place where sounds like an idle tale to me, Ben. An idle tale that a man came, the son of God, he proclaimed good news, offered life for me. And I would say, do what Peter did and go find out. Go search the headline. Peter runs to the tomb. He runs to the tomb and he saw for himself an empty tomb. Verse 12 says this, but Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. And he went home marveling at what happened marveling his doubts turned to marvel for those who have placed their faith in jesus and said yes jesus i believe this good news i know that your doubt has become marvelous peter believed the good news so much he never recanted it as an idle tale but instead gave his life maintaining that jesus is the son of God, that he lived a perfect life that Peter couldn't have lived and that I couldn't live. And he died a death that I should have died. And Peter lived his life knowing that Jesus proved that he is the son of God by raising from the dead and offering salvation and forgiveness of sins for all who would repent of their sins and believe in him. This is great news. 
this is great news. And we have come to this place to celebrate this great news. Come to this place to celebrate what Jesus has done. And as Andrea comes out to help me close out this morning, I wanted to remind you this morning that there is good news for you. There is good news for you. That Jesus, if he were to stay dead on Friday, he would be just another man. But the fact that he rose again on Sunday, that 500 people witnessed this, that 10 of the 11 disciples gave their life for this, were martyred and crucified. It's said that Peter, when it was time for him to be martyred, for not recanting and not stepping on Jesus, but believing this, said, I'm not worthy to die like my Savior. I'm going to die upside down. So many people live their life to me, it's a fool who would give his life for something that wasn't real. It's foolish. So if you're in this place this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to respond. I want to give you an opportunity, opportunity to respond. As we read the Bible and read God's words and encouraged you with good news this morning and you saw life on the worship team and you saw life when you came in this place and you saw that man there's something they have that I want desperately there's something different about them and you're like man I want that it's because everybody up here and those who greeted you this morning and the way I live my life is I don't doubt I marvel. I was five years old when this happened for me. It's amazing how the gospel can come, even at a young age. I was five years old in the back of my dad's police car, and I was sitting there on my knees. It was the law before seatbelts, which I love that law. And uh, I was sitting there on my knees, and I was looking out the back window, and we were driving down Illinois Street, and we were going right by Walgreens. And I looked out the back window, and I looked up to the heavens, and I looked up, and I said, Jesus, I want you to live inside of me. I made a declaration. Not coached, not taught, maybe taught a little. But Jesus came to me. It was real. It was tangible. I ran and told my parents, Jesus is real and alive in me. I think for some of you, you came here and you didn't know that Jesus was real. You came here with doubts, but you're like, there's something happening in me right now that's beating on my heart and beating on my chest. And as you read those words, my eyes were being opened and I'm marveling. Repent and ask Jesus to be your king. And as I lived from five to 20, in a 15 year span, I knew God was real, but I just wasn't sold out for him. He wasn't my everything. He was my savior, he was real, he was tangible, but he wasn't Lord, he wasn't dictating where I went to school. 
He wasn't dictating what I did with my life. He wasn't dictating on what I should do. I didn't consider him in anything. I considered myself. And at 20 years old, I decided I'm going to rededicate my life. And I'm going to sell out to lordship. And the life that was going into a wide path that led to destruction moved into a very narrow path of hope and life and safety and security and blessing and peace. So I said, Jesus, I'm all yours. So if you would, bow your, bow your head and close your eyes with me this morning. This morning, it is a celebration service. And here in a moment, the team's going to come up and we're going to celebrate and dance and have fun in our all the sugar that's pumping through our veins from Krispy Kreme. But I don't want a moment to pass. I don't want a moment to pass. The moment did not pass for Mary. The moment did not pass for them. You see, Mary heard this good news and she said, I have to tell the others this good news. I have to tell them about who Jesus is. And so with your, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I would have you consider this. That today, if you came in with doubts, today, if you came in not knowing if you are going to have eternal life with Jesus, and today you came in not knowing if your identity and sonship is in Jesus, today, if you came in and we read these scriptures and we told about the good news that there is hope, there is life, there is new chances, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand and I want to pray for you. If that's you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Amazing. You can put your hand down. And for those who said, Jesus, I feel like Ben at 20 years old. I've been doing me. I walked to the front. I gave my life. I've been baptized. I've I've lived this life, but Jesus, I'm tired of doing me. I want this good news. I want, I want a life that Peter lived, where I marveled. I want that life. If that's you, I want it you to raise your hand. For those first people, if you would pray after me, and if everybody would pray, a simple prayer to recognize Jesus. If everybody would say, dear Jesus, thank you for Good Friday. Thank you that you nailed my sins on the cross. And thank you, Jesus, that you didn't leave me there. Forgive me. And make me new, just like you're new. Just like you made yourself new on this day 2,000 years ago. Jesus, I trust you. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. And for those who raise their hand about, man, I want to consider making Jesus Lord. If you would, pray after me. Father God, I'm your son.
I'm your daughter. Remind me of that. And when I wake up tomorrow, remind me of that. And let me move in a new direction. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for what you're doing, Lord. I thank you for Easter Sunday, Lord Jesus. I thank you, God, that new life, new life is given. New life in every way, Jesus. And today we celebrate. We celebrate what you have done and what you are doing, Jesus. And so, Lord, we glorify you. We praise you. We thank you for what you're doing in every way, God. And, Lord, would you come and have your way this morning. If you would, stand with us. Stand with us. Can we give God a big hand for all those who made a decision this morning to follow Jesus? And can we, can we get a little loose this morning? And we got some elementary kids in here. And elementary kids always dance when their parents dance or they roll their eyes, one of the two. So, hey, can we dance and can we give God some praise this morning? Singing out, born into the hands of sin. Born into the hands.